Yeah, I guess that's true. I just, I, I like going to the gym, having it all right there. Convenient. Well, first you have to get to the gym. Overwatch and your living room is right there. That's true. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Hello and welcome. My name is Jay Yin. With me today is my good old friend, Alexander Gonzalez. Hello. And please remember that we are not game devs. How are you doing today, Alex? I'm all right. It's Sunday. Um, I work Monday through Friday, so I get Sunday scaries where I start to, um, I'm an anxious person already. So I start to count where I'm like, okay, I go to bed at 11. That means I have seven hours of free time. And then like two hours, three hours later, I'm like, okay, I have about four hours left. That's cool. And then once it starts getting down, I'm like, oh man. That's funny. Today's my Friday. So um, I'm doing fine. So like, I just got to go to work and come back, go to sleep. But tomorrow I might actually, uh, have another job that to go to but we'll see if i get the phone call today or not it could happen during this podcast even um but those oh wow yeah but those are not the phone calls we are talking about today today we're creating something new every week on we are not game devs we imagine a brand new video game idea from our minds join in on the fun be creative and if you have your own unique video game idea or want to patch to ours write in to appoundgames at gmail Today is my turn to present We Are Not Game Devs 242nd IP. Now, I want to make a strategy simulation game roguelike, right? Where it is, what is the type of government? I think it's a true democracy where it's like every four years, like a new leader is appointed by the mass of people. And um, that's just how it works. So it's going to be kind of like that, where it's civilization. It starts off like civilization. So you start off with your tiny little primitive village and it expands over time right and it starts off where you pick your leader and every every like 10 rounds of the simulate the simulation game you know how like civilization works where you do like a round and a round is like a, a year or something um every like 10 rounds you have to choose a new leader and it's based off how well you did that previous round. Uh, and also because like your people have to like you and also like old age and stuff. And each iteration you get like power ups to your leader who's ruling and you get power up. You could like buy power ups to make your city better or make your leader better. And it's just going to keep continue going and you're building a better and better civilization with getting better and better leaders to lead it you know what i'm saying um and you could purchase so, upgrades to like make it better each leader or every round or whatever what you're saying is to make sure i understand you're going for what's called a pure democracy by you i don't know the strict definitions i know that we're in a republic but where a leader is changed because they're voted by the people. So you're going to be playing like a, a strategy game 
where depending on how you do, people will vote and give you new characteristics. So if you do well by them, you know, it'll be maybe similar characteristics to the last leader. But let's say people hated you, you're going to get a vastly different leader with different characteristics and types voted in. I suppose. I just had that in just because... I mean, I just, I think that would make sense. And you would get throughout your tenure, you'll get little pop-ups saying the people of Jaylandia are fed and have work, but their money does not stretch far. You need to fix your economic policies in order to make it so people feel like they have money to spend. Yeah, I like that. Uh, That's going way deeper. than I uh, initially planned for this game. But I mean, that makes sense. Civilization is super deep. I just ignore most of the stuff I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> that's probably why I lose <laughs> you're so You're like, often. I'm not going to... In- where you're like, I can interact with this or I or I won't. Yeah, and I, I mean, can still play this game. Civilization makes it very easy where it's like that you, you can make everything the game chooses get, for you or you could really I get exactly what you mean. Yeah. Right, where like in a Madden game, uh, I'm going to speak loosely, where they're like, you can play football. Or you can design the offense, do audibles, hike, throw the ball. When you catch it, press a specific button prompt so that they catch it just right. And you can choose which shoulder to catch it on. Or you press X to throw the ball. You press X to catch the ball. Yeah. Play the game. Exactly. Um, Uh, I think we could do it with this game too like that, but it would be cool to have these different bearings and then have to lead this nation depending. And you could have a lot of cool prompts where if there's too much volatileness, like let's say you do bad as one leader. So you get another volatile leader and you do bad with them. So then you get another volatile leader at that. At some point when you continue that pattern, you may risk civil war. Because mm. you you're splitting your niche, you're splitting. That's really you're literally cool. splitting your nation. Yeah, because you have two. Like because you've done so badly on both sides, you keep catering to one side or the other, and you're not making anyone happy and not promoting unity. I think so. I like that, and I think if um we continue with this and continue with the roguelike theme and all that, eventually when you do that, once you get civil war for the first time in your history, you unlock a third party quote unquote you know what i mean and so then (laughs) you have another pool of leaders to choose from when it comes next election time right uh right and then you could choose from three different leaders and now this new leader brings in different skills different uh boosts to parts of the country and then like eventually when you unlock different criteria maybe unlocks a fourth pillar and then we'll keep it at four and then maybe introduce a fifth later but we could keep it at four and then we'll have like um because you know in in a lot of uh roguelikes there's like you got to do these multiple steps and you could unlock this new weapon or new character or something like that so it's kind of like that four i feel like is a good place to kind of put it at and um we'll have story implications on where you are in history where it also makes sense uh and then maybe near the end we could add a couple more but they're not like political parties they're more like entertainment leader and then there's one that's like science leader right if you get to a certain point in your civilization where 
let's use civilization terms, for example, if your culture got huge, maybe you could start having like cultural leaders instead of political leaders. And then if like your science area gets really heavily evolved, you could get like scientific leaders and stuff and they could rule for a little bit. And those have like their own perks and pros and cons and stuff. Yeah, like um, have it where a scientist is elected or have it where a cultural icon is elected and go from that route. I think this is really cool because the emergent gameplay can be based off of a whole lot of real world things that happened. So your response to a pandemic, your response to protests. um, Yeah. Um, Your response to having it where maybe and good things can happen too. You end up striking a huge amount of a natural resource that you previously thought you didn't have. Um, or even something as simple as maybe you annex a nation or you broker a peace deal somewhere where it benefits you greatly. How are, is that second part of the game going to happen? Right. So there's the whole, we got, I think a pretty decent grasp on how to manage your own civilization for lack of a better term. I believe the second part will be emergent gameplay and it's going to be problems that you're answering while also taking care of your citizens Do you and think your citizens gonna are going like to answer civilization slash total war, like war mechanic with other nations, or is it going to be more like Tropicana Sim city where we're focusing just on this one city and then we'll have, it's like just going to be that, that one. Yeah. It's just going to be that one nation. I think we can have a war mechanic, but it's not going to be individual units. You're not upgrading nothing like that. Just based off of the factors and the numbers that you have on screen, that versus the country will play out statistically. And you're probably going to win if you have the bigger numbers. Yeah. So but if you can, don't, then you won't. I think you can build up a military, but it's going to be like what you said. It's going to be a numbers game and maybe like mm-hmm. a strategy slash technology game where if you've evolved. I used to play. Game. Yeah. And I used to play these games all the time where they never showed the actual units fighting, but they're like, you have 80 tanks, 13 jets. You want to do an attack on this island that has five jets. And seven tanks. How much of your military force are you willing to use? And then with that, you can have an analyst that says, you have an 80% chance of success. Are you willing to take that risk or do you want to dive or do you want more units to be used? Maybe in the game, there can be a, a world outside your nation that we build and there is a lore for them that doesn't progress like they would in like civilization where they're always progressing every round with you. But at certain points of the historical timeline, right? The other nations will be at certain places in their story of the game that we created. Right. And so like, Mm -hmm there will be references to other countries and nations that your advisor will be telling you. Um, And we could base the numbers off of like, it'll all be an algorithm that like makes it balanced where the, 
the warlike country might be better than you, but that's just because you never focus on military. You know what I mean? Um, but they'll have like their own leaders and you can interact with them. You can like, it won't have like any, you won't see them, but they'll have like their face and then like text box and stuff. And maybe their emissaries will come in and you can see them walk through your town and stuff like that. Uh, and then we'll just give the player like choice interactions where they'll come up and give you options and then you could go to war. And so you'll have to like make treaties with other nations and stuff or like just have such strong military might that you might be able to just beat them outright type of thing. Yeah. And then you'd have that option. And then the whole time while you're playing this game, you have the citizens of your country weighing on that as well, saying the citizens of Jaylandia really approved of your decision in this broker deal. Or um, the citizens of Jaylandia were uninterested in your victory because they feel it's more important to focus domestically. You know, so it can, there'll be neutral, the responses, positive responses, negative responses. Yeah. And this entire time, every like 10 turns might be too short. Uh, maybe it'd be like every 15 or 20 turns. You yeah. have to pick and you a could have it leader. where, yeah. And then depending on how you do, there can be steps. Like let's say you didn't buff up your science department, a pandemic response happens and you get sick and die. You could maybe not, you could die before the 20 turns. Exactly. Or I think that you have a you leader could, who you could also get ousted like, uh, or you can get ousted or you have a leader who's so interested in the military, they fight on the front lines too. It's a video game. You know, no nation would do it now and they die on the front lines and they they happen to give a great buff to military, but you also run that risk. Yeah, maybe his like con on that leader that uh, the game not randomly generated, but like it's going to be from a pool like Rogue Legacy style from a pool of skills. Your leader will have like these skills that might have and maybe his would be like every time you go in a war your leader goes to war with them. And so if he dies in the war, it's a like 60% chance that he survives type of thing, you know? Yeah. I like that. Um, how simmy do we want the building of the city to be? Is it going to be like Tropicana where you, you build the city or is it going to kind of be automatic and you get kind of like animal crossing and kind of choose where to place things? But you don't have to build pipelines and streets and trees and definitely no trees, pipelines and streets. I think you can have I think where it starts out, you can build like a township and maybe maybe roads because roads will be uh, I, I've always thought of roads as an upgrade, right? Where you start off with dirt trails, but then when you have roads, then you can start having different vehicles access them. But you would have a template full of different architectural designs already picked out for you that then you could use to place on the map and have different buildings of that nature. And those cost resources that you put in as well as maybe different milestones in your uh, country. Yeah. And in terms of how the game looks, maybe what it, what it'll kind of be like is, when you first start the game for the very first time, it just kind of puts you in a place. You have ample resources. You can expand pretty freely. You can put stuff where you kind of want. You need to buy like boundary expanders or you have to purchase from other nations maybe to expand your building space. 
you know? Um, but you could get good amount of resources in this thing. After you play the game once, you could start a brand new game and maybe we'll give you a few options of different starting places. Like it'll be mountaintop, desert, uh, and then that'll just change the look and also what resources you have available and how fast you could get through certain things. You know what I mean? Or you could get to right. a certain tech faster, but you won't be able to get very good food. You know what I mean? Um, that type of thing. And then that all affects how your people will respond to how you take advantage to your land that you start on. But the first one's going to be very balanced. You know what I mean? Uh, I could see one civilization path as long as you don't fail terribly and your civilization fails. Um, I could see one game lasting 20 hours, you know, like you could keep. Yeah, a good amount going. of time. Right. Through different leaders and setbacks as well as different side quests that happen. Yeah. Because there is a certain amount of novelty and unpredictability that may happen where you're going to have to lean with where your nation goes, especially with where you're setting it up as well. And the resources. Yeah. Uh, trying to th decide on what else we might have to throw in. I feel like we have a, decent we haven't graph. discussed religion yet. And that's something that we can throw in. Where if you don't have, uh, this is a video game, so I'm just basing off that. If you don't pursue science and you're in a hard place that doesn't have a lot of resources, your people may start to develop religions mm. to cope with the fact that they're having a hard fucking life out there. You don't have any science helping them. They're not very well educated. You know, they'll start developing religions that will have its own, um, beneficial characteristics to your people as well as negative characteristics same thing with science well i mean i think that also can um create another leader tier religious yeah. leader you know and so mm -hmm. if you neglect science for too long maybe that's an activation on another <laughs> okay your whole yeah your nation will go through its religious arc <laughs> like so you're gonna get like uh, a couple leaders uh, who are very religious because what happens, right. Is if you take a turn too far, let's say you're a religious leader and you start directly studying science, which is the antithesis of that leader is probably going to get ousted. And another religious leader is going to be put in its place. Yeah. You can't turn the ship like on a dime, <laughs> you know, your people are going to be upset. And I think there's going to be these tiers, right? So there's going to be four political parties near the end and maybe there's going to be tech entertainment, religious, and I don't know. What's another one that we could throw in there? You said tech, religious, charismatic. So cultural is what we mean. Cultural. Well, that'd be like entertainment, and, charismatic as well. And then military, right? Where you rule everyone as an empire. Yeah, but wouldn't that fall under one of the political parties? Because like what I'm getting at is there's going to be four political parties and four parties, but those are like the meldable ones where they, they can like 
like a, someone could be this party but be science as well like they can like right those could right attach. where the parties they stay kind of like consistent with each other maybe it's slight melding but it's mostly going to be 100 percent science or 100 or 50 percent science 50 percent this party or 25 percent entertainment 75 percent this party or a mix of whatever you know but the only thing I can think of is like a pacifist party mm, where they don't want to get into eternal affairs or, um, yeah, like or I guess isolationist. Isolation, yeah, like uh, how Japan. So they just want to focus that. on their own own shit. Yeah, and they want to. That's do it. whatever you that is, and that means the worst. And just been failing. You're not diplomatic at all. Yeah, you failed for like three leaders, and then like, but for you have failed to proctor a peace deal. Yeah. <laughs> you get them what they need but in terms of like friendly nations you do not do well yeah you just always mess and it that's up. how you just unlock that last final tier it's probably the last one most people unlock because it's like you just have to do the bare minimum really like just corruption abound yeah all right cool so music i i kind of want to just kind of take a page out of civilization where it's like this great orchestraic soundtrack that advances with the time so it starts off kind of like yeah basic and then they get into the stone age or whatever it gets a little bit better and then it gets like more and more uh iterative on its on its own that that sounds perfect to me pricing I think you could, uh, there's an argument here where a, depending on how it looks, cause I don't think we ever talked about that. Yeah. It could either be a $30 game or a $60 game I, on PC. I, th- I think cause like I want it to look pretty fantastic. So I think it's going to be in the 60, $70 game range. Yeah. Uh, just because I feel like, you know, Civilization's a full pop game, you know, and there's other ones, Humankind and stuff like that, XCOM, even if that's a little bit different, Total War, the Warhammer games, all that stuff's full pop games. Um, So, yeah. Alex, it's time to get your timer out because it's time to name this game. All right, and Go. One nation. One nation. Do you want to go with that? That's fine. I don't know. Kind of sucks. And then the sequel will be called <laughs> Two Nation. <laughs> One Nation Two. One Nation Two. <laughs> um, one spelled O N E, and the and the two spelled just the the symbol two. So <laughs> people just get real mad. I'm trying to think. It's hard because all the a lot of them are taken. Like their township is a game. Obviously, civilization's a game. Right. And I'm sure most games that have this have already took like Kingdom or like Birth of a Nation. I think that's a title. Birth of a Nation. You may want to do some cross-checking there. 
nation born. <laughs> nation born. I know it's, this is a dumb way to do it. Cause like, I feel like the vibe of your place can change and we could even put like skins in where it's like, if you want your town to look more this type of style or this type of stuff, like that all could be like cosmetic stuff. You could choose and unlock and re skin your town or maybe make it multiple, multiple cultures or whatever. Or we can make it like Tropicana where we just decide it's going to take place here. And give it a fake name. It's it's Cuba. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Hmm. What if we call it Born to Lead? What do you call it? Leaders. Just leaders. Europeans are confused. They don't know if we're talking about volume or if we're talking about leaders. Yeah. yeah. Um. Lead or die. Elected. I thought for a second that this might have spurred a one. couple ideas for you, but it doesn't seem like that. No, it it, it kind of all fade out because it's like elected to what? Election. Elected to rule. Born to rule. The heavy crown. I wish I had more computing power in front of me because I'd be looking up stuff, but I do not. Uh, what if we just called it democracy, even though we we have a very loose concept where it's, <laughs> it's literally the people. We the people. What about that? And then all your messages. And this is where uh, we're at the place in naming games where we start changing core concepts of the game to fit a name rather than the other way around. We, the people. So whenever your people weigh in on things and they, and they tell you whether you've done good or bad by them, they say, we, the people. Sure. Just call it. We, the people. There it is. We, the people in three minutes. 30 seconds. I did wait until there was a, a good amount of time. We the People is a, let's see if I can get it right, a strategy sim roguelite that involves you being the leader of a burgeoning nation and your people voting in leaders that they want. So that means at the end of a term, your people will decide on your performance, a new leader to take the mantle. And depending on how well you did, this leader's base characteristics are determined. Guide your people, make decisions right by them, protect them, 
and bring them into a new era in We the People. All right. So I think we have a game here, Alex. What do you think? Would this be a game you run play? And is it fun? Yeah. Um, what I like about these games is the whole We the People aspect would be really funny to me especially when you're not good at first. So you keep trying to do good by them and then they just get more and more <laughs> upset. And then it would just be a funny time where they replace you with a leader who's the antithesis of your beliefs. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm rolling this way now. I, I do think that's something I forgot to mention. I feel like this game is going to be really hard at first. Like your people are going to be really hard to please. You know what I mean? Um, Maybe not at first, first, like the tutorial stuff. When you only have like 10 citizens, it's going to be a breeze. But once you get that 25 citizen breach, all of a sudden you're going to hit this wall. Like the first time you have to choose a new leader, you're going to hit this wall and your people are going to seem like they're unhappy all the time. And for the next like three leaders, until you crack it. Yeah. Until you figure it out. All of a sudden it's like you've discovered irrigation. Yeah. We, the people are very excited. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, I think that's an aspect that it's going to be just the first time you play it, you're just going to be like, I don't understand. My people hate me. Everything I do isn't good enough for them. But yeah, uh, once you figure out how to play the game, you'll probably like, be like, you could start a new game and then it's not going to be hard until like your third or fourth leader. But yeah, I think I would love this game with the civilization six came out in 2016 and that was it felt so long ago but also not that long ago at all uh civ 7 was just announced which is super exciting uh it's probably years away but i i do want another civ game but in the meantime there is going to be that one game that i keep forgetting about that is like a civ like and i'm excited about that too so I I just been really wanting another game like this, but also I've been playing a lot of roguelikes, so that's just been on my mind as well. And I thought it'd be a fun mix match of the two genres. That being said, what game studio would you assign to make We the People the best? Besides Fire Axis, of course. Right. This is an interesting one. Um come back to me let's see what you got let's throw it to ubisoft why not fuck it just give it to them (laughs) we'll see what they do with it uh they have experience building like really in-depth cities and stuff so maybe the city would look pretty cool and all that but they just need something we'll we'll see if they could do something with it i feel like uh square enix but not Square Enix anymore, I guess, because I feel like it's not in their wheelhouse anymore. So I guess more like uh, no. Adios Montreal or like um, what's the other one? The the Hitman slash Deus Ex people. Uh, what? Yeah, I could see just because they need something Bioware. There'd be some good ass dialogue in this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With a leader who, I mean, if you think about it, Master Chief is just a. Master Chief, excuse me. What's his name in um, Mass Effect? I'm trying to think. Oh, I, I don't know. Shepard. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Shepard is a va- he's basically a leader that you get to choose what kind of leader he is. Yeah, 
Uh, IO Interactive is the people behind Hitman. And then I think EA could do well as an EA original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the people behind the Total War games, of course. Creative Assembly that could also do this game. Because it's not like it is Civilization and it is Total War and it is those type of games, but it's not. I think the roguelike element brings a lot to it that is also different where it changes the game and like it ta- it changes the logic of the game because it's no longer you continuously always min-maxing your town, making it better and better. It, it, it heavily weighs on what leader you got and how you utilize their skills to the best. Right. Yeah. So it even if it's the same, it's also, I feel like for the developer, a different game you have to like program and balance to make sure that all plays well together. That'd be very interesting to game the system if this ever went competitive, because I can imagine a player building their game and instructing others to ignore their town for the first two hours of the game so that they get a very charismatic autocratic leader with military person like expertise. And then you, <laughs> you move forward like that right. with like, okay. And then at this specific aspect, create an atrocity that will lower your population and also make them easier to please while focusing on your military <laughs> at the same time. I could totally see that happening where, yeah, like they're like, yeah, for the first, Two leaders, just ignore, just let the game play itself. Don't even do anything. Just skip it all. <laughs> and then at the 10 hour mark, it's very important that then you transition into a famine. What that's going to do is it's not going to lower your leadership points at this point. However, it will thin out the population without having to get those resources, which you really need to focus on science at this point. Yeah. That's why you're not feeding your people. <laughs> and with that. Our 200 second IP has gone gold. We hope you look forward to this experience that will probably never release. We have a Patreon. If you'd like to give us extra support, please head over to patreon.com slash we are not game devs. For just a dollar, patrons receive episodes early and an extra podcast at the beginning, which at the end of our conversation at the beginning of this episode. That's patreon.com slash we are not game devs. Like, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if they ask for review, instead of reviewing our show, become your inner game critic and review We the People, the video game we just created. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next Friday with another new IP. Again, my name is Jay Yi. I'm AG. Thank you. And please remember that we are not game devs. Hey, Jay, at these card shops you're going to, yeah. do you ever see anybody just playing some MetaZoo? MetaZoo? No. I haven't seen... <laughs> you don't see anyone talking shop about some MetaZoo? No, I haven't seen any MetaZoo decks or players out there. What, the what, uh, what about uh, some MetaZoo cards just out to buy? I have seen those. Those are actually around. Those are around everywhere. And the okay, booster at least packs they're around. look kind of cool. <laughs>